0: Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Melissa Norris, and I have two of our amazing peer ambassadors of wellness here with us today. I have Abby and Ernesto. Why don't you each introduce yourselves to our listeners?
1: I'm Abby, and I am a fourth-year public health major, and this is my last semester at Fresno State.
2: Hi, everyone. My name is Ernesto. I am also a senior, and I will be graduating as well this semester, and I'm very much excited to do this podcast.
0: So, first of all, congratulations. You guys made it to the final semester. I think the closer that we get to that senior year, the more frequently I think we start resonating with this term of senioritis, right? I think it gets thrown around a lot. Are you guys feeling it? And if so, what does that look like for you? Or what are some of the signs that you're like, my senioritis is kicking in right now?
1: I would say I'm definitely feeling it more than I expected to because. I personally love school and I love the structure that it gives me and I love going to class and interacting with professors and my fellow students, but I think it really hit me hard and I wasn't expecting it. I feel like a general lack of motivation to do anything surrounding school and I find myself like making excuses literally to do anything else and I know I'm not the only one. Um, I know I've like talked to other students and stuff, but that's just how I've been feeling I guess since the semester started, if I'm going to be honest.
2: (laughs) For myself, I completely agree. I'm feeling it to 100%. But ironically, I took a different approach this semester, because I would always allow myself to ditch class, do other things, allow myself to get distracted from homework. And I forced myself this semester, I told myself, you know what, going to settle down once and for all, to your last semester, give it 100%. But still, You know, um, seeing others ditch class, my classes being like half empty, it very much gives me like, oh, you know what? I should do it too. (laughs) But yeah, senior artists is definitely kicking my butt sometimes. I was behind a lot in the beginning of the semester, but, you know, getting in there, getting comfortable, and we'll see how it goes.
0: I love that you both came from different perspectives. Abby, you said like, but I love school. Like, school's great. Like, I'm good with it it doesn't mean that you're immune to senioritis, right? It can still happen. It can still hit you. And sometimes in ways you're kind of not expecting. And I think it's a perfectly normal experience when it comes to college tech. You might've even experienced it in high school as you were transitioning out of high school. I think sometimes we're juniors when we start experiencing that senioritis, (laughs) but I think it's kind of more important how we respond to it, right? Like we can respond to that lack of motivation, the not wanting to do it in some of those really healthy and great ways. And then sometimes the not so healthy ways, like maybe wanting to skip out of class and things like that. I know we kind of took to social and said like, how are seniors coping? How are they getting through this senioritis? And I I am loving some of the responses that we got. My personal favorite was someone who said that it was two venti iced coffees that were helping to get them through. And I feel you there when it comes to the caffeine.
1: For sure, definitely. I think caffeine is my crutch that I use sometimes a little bit too much, but even like taking it like not even just the caffeine aspect, like just something like taking yourself to Starbucks, like I know I don't want to go to class today, but if I give myself the extra 20 minutes and stop at Starbucks first, then I know like I'm rewarding myself for doing even like the simplest task that I feel like is so hard to get done, like going to class That can just make it a little bit easier, a little less painful, and just make you feel like a little more like, okay, like I can do this.
2: Yeah, I'm honestly the same way, you know, rewarding yourself, is, I think is one of the best ways to do it. And those two venti iced coffees, you know what, maybe it's a lot for me, but for others, it's perfect amount. But yeah, no, like the little rewards sometimes are the best motivators in life. So I think that's a great response to how to deal with um, senioritis, just rewarding yourself.
1: I would say um, we got a response that someone said, by surrounding myself with motivated study buddies. And I think this is like an amazing thing to think about and to tap into. Just find somebody in your class. I know it can be uncomfortable, especially if you're shy or you don't feel like you know anyone in your class, but reach out, like talk to someone that you sit next to every single day. Like I know for me personally, like the first day of class, I pick a seat and I, like go and sit in that spot like for the rest of the semester so then naturally like I'm sitting next to the same people and just saying hi like just saying anything like can really be that small little olive branch that you're reaching out to someone and you never know like where that can take you and for me like I know I've started study groups like just saying hi to the person that I'm sitting next to and study groups really help you stay connected to school and campus and Really helped me personally, like hold myself accountable, knowing that there's other people like that are going through the same thing as me, and that like having a set time to meet every week really helps me stay motivated and has helped me in the past. So I love that this person finds motivation through that as well.
0: Okay, let's say you don't have somebody in the same class who's going to be that motivational study buddy. Like, you got other students. I mean, we are filled with a campus of 20,000 plus students all trying to do the same thing. Maybe it's a friend that's meeting up and it's a designated study hour, even if it's not the same class, the same major you're working towards. But again, surrounding yourself with the people who are going to support the healthy decisions, the coping skills, the things that are going to help push you through to the end, that can make a world of difference.
1: I totally agree. And I know for me, like sometimes when I study with friends, it's one of those things where you go to a coffee shop, you set up all your schoolwork, and then you actually never get any homework done and you're just talking the whole time but I don't really think that's a bad thing. Like, I think that's a can be a really good thing and a really refreshing thing. And it can be like really cathartic to just share what you're going through with a friend. And even though you didn't get any schoolwork done, like it can kind of just be like a refreshing moment for you to just kind of like tap back into the people that are in your community that can just like help you get through this frying time where you feel like you have no motivation to do your schoolwork.
2: Yeah, I honestly, um, touching on that, it's, sometimes those study breaks just become you know um a place to vent and those times are sometimes even better because yeah sure maybe you didn't get ahead on your studies or anything but being able to get all that weight off your chest and off your shoulders immensely helps and it kind of just motivates you to you know what i got it out of my system time to set that sit down and focus and i'm gonna get it all done and you know what those sometimes are the best motivators as well just not just the small rewards but sometimes being able to vent to your friends One of the other responses that we got was people drinking and sleeping in, you know. And don't get me wrong. I completely understand where they're coming from. I've done it myself. But it can be a slippery slope, in my opinion. You know, I'm not saying don't drink, that it's against everything, you know, none of that. But drink in moderation, you know. We got to be able to know when we're taking it too far and when we're doing it to relax. I understand that some people like to come home, you know, a Friday afternoon, you know, it's a glass of wine, it's a glass of whiskey, something, you know, and it's great. But yeah, let's just make sure that those things don't get out of control. Because once they get out of control, it becomes a crutch. And once it becomes a crutch, it can lead to worse symptoms as addiction and alcohol withdrawal and things like that.
1: I know we don't have a lot of context with these responses that we get on social media. But for me, like when I read like alcohol and sleeping in like when I thought of alcohol, I thought of like the social aspect of drinking, um, which is a lot of times like meeting up with your friends to go to a bar and like that is a great way to de-stress. Meet up with your friends, even if alcohol is not involved. So I know that we don't know like what this person meant in context, but like Ernesto said, it's a slippery slope. Check in with yourself, check in with those around you, practice safe drinking habits. I love it. I know
0: they also mentioned sleep and I feel like As we talk about things like taking time to go spend time with your friends, not stressing if that study session gets a little off topic and becomes that catch-up zone or that venting session, but that's all self-care. And so I think that tied in with sleep, I think those are other things to kind of be mindful of too, because sleep is one of those things that often gets so quickly sacrificed, especially when stress comes up or when the motivation goes down. And so I think keeping tabs on what that looks like. Are you getting enough sleep or are you sleeping way too much? And maybe you got to pull that back again, talking about moderation here. Sleep's a great thing, but when we're sleeping to avoid sleeping to, you know, not have to face some of the work, the projects and things like that, that can then get a little unhealthy.
1: I totally agree. I don't personally experience the feeling of sleeping too much. I feel like I'm always like just a few ways away from sleep to five. I feel like I'm never fully getting enough sleep personally as a student. That's how I feel just with everything that's going on in my life. But I totally think I, and I have done this before where I'm like, let me just lay down and just relax for a little bit. Let me just take a break from homework. And then I fall asleep and I'm wake up two hours later. I've, it's dark outside and I have no motivation to continue my homework and start back up again. So I think for me, like the way I've tried to remedy that is just to like not lay down in the middle of when I'm doing my homework and kind of find a space for me to do homework that isn't the couch or my bed, because then it's really easy to just like lay down and start doing your assignment and then just close your computer and never go back to it. So that's just something that I personally do to kind of like hold myself accountable.
2: Yeah, for sleeping in, um, or just sleep in general, it's great. You know, and I personally went through it this week. You know, uh, like I mentioned at the beginning, I was very much behind on a lot of assignments throughout the semester. And this entire week, once I caught up, I, if my body finally relaxed, every time I went on my bed, I knocked out. I'd be waking up like at 8 p.m. after, I'd be like, oh, wow, where did the day go, you know? But I think that was my self-care of catching back up and making sure that I was okay with myself physically, mentally, emotionally, all that. So you know what, I think sleeping, sleeping in and sleeping in general, taking those quick uh, cat naps, is great, great self care mode, motiv- and motivator to keep going.
1: I totally agree. I think we don't really think about it that much. But we're as pause, we're always talking about like, different aspects of wellness. And sleep is literally the most basic form of wellness, like take care of yourself, get as much sleep as you can prioritize sleep. And even from that, like, when I feel like I've had, like, a well-rested night's sleep, like, I feel more motivated during the day. I don't feel like I'm lagging or relying on caffeine too much. Like, sleep really does help me, like, stay motivated during the day to get things done. And just, like, keeping a set schedule for myself, that's what I think helps the most.
2: Yeah, I'll piggyback pay, I'll pay off of that set schedule thing. I messed up mine with those naps. <laughs> But you know, keeping a set schedule is one of the greatest things that you can do to motivate yourself because you know when you have your openings to take those breaks. And when those openings pop up, I think that's the when people take advantage and it's amazing because you see them, all the light bulbs go off on their head and you know what? I'm going to go do this to relax. I'm going to go do this. And you know what? Sometimes those light bulbs don't turn on and they turn into sleep because it's time to knock out. <laughs> you know, those lights went out. Good night.
0: <laughs> I think what I love about this discussion is that these are tips that Yes, we're talking about senioritis, but like it applies to any aspect of your college experience. These are tips that you can use, whether you are a first-time freshman avoiding senioritis by nature of being a first-time freshman, or whether you're in grad school or right at that last couple of weeks before graduation. I think one of the things that we discussed prior to this was remembering your why, remembering what that purpose is. I mean, everybody starts as a freshman with that end goal of I'm going to graduate or they transfer in and they're looking at Graduation is that big day. How do you guys keep those goals or that motivation kind of as part of your focus as you're moving towards graduation? How do you kind of keep that within your daily routines?
1: I think just remembering that this four years for me has gone by so fast. And that's something that I didn't predict and I didn't think would happen to me, but it feels like I blinked and I'm at the end of college and thinking about what's next for me. And for me, that's motivation in and of itself, because I know that there's like so many opportunities for me out there, like besides school. And I'm so thankful that I've had this opportunity to go to school. And I'm so lucky to have been here at Fresno State and had the experience I had. So I would say on the daily, like I just think about like what it's going to feel like, to graduate and to show my parents that like I went to college and I graduated and for me that's a big motivating factor because I know that's like all my parents wanted for me is to get a college degree and just knowing that like I'm giving them that is something that like motivates me to get through every single day even when it feels monotonous even when it feels hard that's what keeps me going
2: yeah I'd have I'd have to agree when it comes to those types of things for myself personally, it's um, just reminding myself, hey, look, these four years have gone by fast. Four years ago, you are barely a freshman. You're barely starting this path for yourself. And guess what? Now you only have about eight weeks. And yeah, sure, that may sound scary in some ways, but that's the end of it, you know? For some of us, that's it. No more school after this. For some of us, it's moving on to the next step and going to grad school, you know? For those that are grad students, it's, hey, you know what? I'm going to go do my doctorate now. But just having that reminder of why we do this and why we put ourselves through such a competitive and such a hard process is because we know that we can do this, that we can accomplish these things. Our goals are at the end of this. As a cross-country runner from high school, they always told me, hey, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. Well, Don't try to gas yourself out right away. And that's kind of the motivation I took into my into coming into college, you know? We can't sprint through this. We never will be able to. It's going to take us a while. So let's go ahead and enjoy it. Take a few steps back sometimes. Take a deep breath and find your reason why again. You know, sometimes that changes throughout your time in college. Sometimes it's, hey, you know what? I just want to get here, get my degree and get out. Sometimes for me, it changed. It was, hey, let me get my degree and get out. Now it's, let me get my degree and go apply to grad school. Uh, your whys will change over time, but always remember, because those those are the most important reasons you're here.
0: Well, and when it comes to those days, like you guys talked about, where you don't want to go to class, where you don't want to finish that assignment, I think when you can come back to that bigger picture, why, like, what am I ultimately trying to achieve, and how is getting up today important to get closer to that step? Because it is, and you're right, it goes by so fast. I can't tell you how many people told me when I started college, it's going to go fast. It's going to go so quickly before you know it, you're going to graduate. Yeah, sure. Okay. Four or five years later. And it's true. You feel like you blink and suddenly it's here.
1: Agreed. My mom always tells me, especially when I'm venting to her, that the days are long, but the years are short. And that has literally gotten me through the toughest weeks where I don't want to do anything, where the senioritis is so bad that I'm literally procrastinating assignments until 1159 when they're due, just reminding myself that this is about something that's bigger than me. This is about me building on everything that's taken me to get here, building on that and building a life for myself. And for me, that's what college has been. And just reminding myself that even when it's hard, I will get through it.
0: And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like when it comes to Nearing that much closer to graduation, there's a lot of emotions that come up. And I think like, as a freshman, your goal is again, graduation, graduation, I want to get there as fast as I can. And then there's kind of something that happens when you become a senior, especially in that last semester where it's like, oh God, I'm graduating. Mm -hmm. Now what? Talk to me about the fields because they're all across the board. I feel like as you get close to graduation.
1: Totally. I feel like they always talk about like the Sunday scaries. But I feel like when I became a senior, I started having the senior scaries. I was like, okay, like, what do you mean? Like, I th- I still feel like I'm a kid. Like, I still feel like I'm 18. Like, I'm not 21. Like, I'm not a real adult. And then it's like, okay, but no, you are a real adult. Like, I have to remind myself that sometimes. And it's scary. Like, and I felt that like, like, I felt that this fall semester of my senior year where I was like, okay, like, I feel like I feel the clock ticking. I hear the clock ticking. Like, what do I do? I have a little bit of a freak out. I'm not going to lie. But I think just like being in that moment and like feeling that and like knowing that it's okay to feel scared and just take it one step at a time, like take it one assignment at a time. Don't rush yourself. Don't overstress for no reason. Like you're where you need to be and everything will work out. And just reminding myself that has kind of like helped me like get through my scaries.
2: I I don't think there's a better way to say that, but besides what you said, senior, senior scaries, you know, oh my gosh, so many questions, so many issues pop up in your last semester. Am I going to even make it a graduation is one of the biggest ones, you know, one of the scarier parts is, am I going to fill one of these classes, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen, you know, you're never hoping that you fill a class, but sometimes the unexpected happens and that sort of thing scares you. The other part that really comes into play, and especially for me, because I mentioned it, is am I going to get accepted to grad school? Where am I applying to grad school? The other part is what am I going to do for a career? Is there jobs even in this field? Things like that. And especially coming from like a psychology major when they tell you, oh, what are you going to do with that degree? That degree doesn't work here. And you go through your entire four years and you're like, I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to prove them wrong. And then all of a sudden it's You know what, maybe they're right. (laughs) But you know what, the truth is that there is work with all these fields, with all these majors, you know, it's just taking the time to go look for them, asking for help. And you know what, that's where I'm right now to drop them in is the career development side. They helped me get a lot of that stress, a lot of the anxiety away from myself, you know, shout out to Daniel for helping me look for jobs, helping me set up my resume, you know, cleaning it up, doing all that stuff for me, you know. There are great people out there that are willing to help you, you know. And then shout out to Jody. She helped me find a bunch of grad schools that I can apply. To. And even she even told me she's like, you know what? You don't even have to stay in the U.S. There's grad schools out in Europe. There's grad schools out in Spain and England. They're all over the place, and they're just waiting for students to go and apply. You know what? Getting all that information from the Career Development Center very much took all that anxiety away. I found a couple of schools to apply to. I found a lot of jobs around the Valley that are willing to keep me around here. Things like that. And you know what? And I'm telling you to, to those that are a lot more explorative and a lot more ambitious than I am. And I'm not saying that those that st- decide to stay here in the Valley and stay near home are not ambitious or not explorative, you know? But those that are willing to leave the state, there's a lot of opportunities out there. There's a lot of opportunities for all these majors that we have. Just keep looking for them. Every opportunity that lands in your lap, take it. You never know when the next one's going to come. And if you don't take the first one that comes, you know what? Sometimes it's a bad thing because it may be the last one that you get for a while. So take advantage of every opportunity that lands in your lab and make the most of it. And go check out the Career Development Center.
0: Yes, go. And they have incredible opportunities for you to access so many different resources within their their center. And I think something students don't always know, you have access to the Career Development Center even post-graduation. So take advantage of it now, take advantage of it later. Again, it's an incredible resource. And I think at the end of the day, to me, the most important thing for our listeners to be hearing, whether you're senior or not, you're not alone in this. Like At the end of the day, there are thousands of students here doing the same thing feeling a lot of the same emotions, experiencing the senior scaries. I'm going to keep that one Abby. I love it. But you're not alone in that. There's a lot of opportunity and a lot of resources to support you through it.
1: And for me, at least, like, I feel like I've gotten a lot of inspiration or career ideas, even from my professors. Like, I feel like because I'm in mostly senior classes at this point, like, the professors are so willing and so ready to give you advice and make whole days in classes about careers that you can pursue in your field, in your major. And that's been so helpful for me and such a relief and such a weight off my chest, knowing that like, that's just another resource I can tap into. And the professors are so willing to help because this is their field too. They want new people. They want new grads in their field. They want their field to continue on. So that's just another resource to think about and just keeping your toolbox. You never know when you might need it.
2: To add to that, sometimes even your professors will tell you to search outside of their, outside of your field. You know, a lot of psych majors just think, oh, I have to be a therapist. I have to be a counselor. Guess what? The FBI hires us too. <laughs> Other places like county hire us. The state hires us. We don't just have to be professors. We just don't have to be this and that our majors change a lot around the fields. And, and sometimes they very much want us to be that diverse, bringing in that diversity from different majors into different fields, you know? So don't always just limit yourself to, I have to do this because my major is this. No, look outside. You never know. Sometimes it'll surprise you what you can find out.
0: Well, and if you're listening and you're not a senior yet, start exploring now. <laughs> don't wait because... The sooner you get to explore and get that firsthand knowledge experience of what it's like when you get to the end game goal of that career, the better you can redirect yourself, the better you can fill yourself with opportunities, with resources that are going to connect you closer to your
1: goals. Totally agree. And something that is so small and maybe everyone's already doing it, but I feel like it's worth mentioning, check your email, check your student email, because I get so many emails about internship opportunities, job opportunities. These are emails where they've literally done all the work for you. There's a link that will take you to where you apply. They've listed the requirements. They've listed the job description. It is so easy. They make it so easy. Tap into this resource that you have while you are a student. Check your email regularly and you really never know what might come into your inbox might be the perfect opportunity for you
2: not only that but attend uh try to attend those career fairs. um like i said doesn't have to be your major just go and attend them see how they work see what networking is like i've been seeing a lot of these people you know dressing up real nice real fancy i love seeing that it's great very professional but like i said go check them out you never know maybe you get hired right there on the spot maybe you get it offered an, an internship opportunity
0: well, Abby and Ernesto, I want to thank you guys both for advocating to have this episode of the podcast because it's a conversation we've not yet had on the podcast, and it is so incredibly relevant no matter what stage of your college experience you are within right now. I also want to congratulate you both on your upcoming graduation. I am so excited to see what you guys do next. For our listeners, we're going to be linking some of the resources that we talked about today into our episode, so please check those out. Go explore the Career Development Center access some of these services that are available to you now. You can also, of course, consider tuning into more of our episodes of the podcast. We've got more than 50 episodes right now that are available and live on a variety of topics from anything under the umbrella of health and wellness. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FS Health Center, where you can stay up to date about the latest and the greatest of all the things we have going on and even possibly how you can become a PAW like Abby and Ernesto and help to support building a healthier Fresno state. Until next time, have a great day, Bulldogs.